0: No, no, I was referring to what food is bitter, like what is actually, yeah, no, (laughs) no, I was, I was, yeah, you you take it, you you take it however you want.
1: (laughs) Bitter chocolate.
0: Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Bitter, bitter irony.
1: Bitter irony. Yeah,
0: what else is there? I don't know. Did you by
1: chance rewatch it? Yes. Keep it a little fresh in my brain because it's been it's been a bit since I've seen it. Mm -hmm. No,
0: same here. It's 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 been a little bit, which I totally kind of forgot that it was. Well, I guess we should just yeah do do the do 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 the thing do do that thing you do do
1: do that move you do (laughs) the Um, gut and eyes move. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if you're joining us on this. This fine Thanksgiving week that is this week, I appreciate you sharing that. Sharing our airwaves in in your either your car if you're if you're traveling to some friends and family. I'm thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for Han for this week. We, we wanted to do a. Th- Thanksgiving themed movie of which there are a cardinal few.
0: Yeah, which that was it was kind of strange. It was one of those things when you mentioned it I hadn't even like thought about it. I was like, "Oh, let's do a let's do, we need to do something for Thanksgiving," you said, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." And it was one of those things much like how I guess even the holiday itself has kind of become the halftime between Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. I couldn't think of many movies that come to mind when I think of Thanksgiving. I think more the parade, the, the holiday itself, but... Yeah, I, 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 I struggled to, to find something.
1: I often think of Thanksgiving comes to mind when
0: I think of Thanksgiving. You <laughs> just you just had this eloquent, thankful speech, and you think of Thanksgiving. Yep. See, <laughs> it's just this, this See? This. See? See at least I was honest here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I... I thought that planes, trains, and automobiles would be a good one to do because it's the one that I think is the most
0: popular. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I, I didn't even like stop to think that it probably has become a Thanksgiving tradition for for some families out there. Like it, it, it hasn't been for me, uh, but I, I didn't even think about that. Having rewatched it again, I'm like, oh yeah, this does take place during Thanksgiving. I, I had to like yeah. remind myself. It's been a while since I had seen it.
1: Yeah, and it's. I I think John Hughes a lot of his writing, obviously not like the teen movies that he made, but mm-hmm. like a lot of like the more adult pieces of writing that he did were very much centered around the holidays a lot of the time. Yeah. And I I think that for a lot of them like, like this, like Planes, Trains, there's that even keel balance between like hard, serious drama and just like total slapstick comedy and it's like it pivots such hard weight on both sides of that seesaw perfectly mm-hmm. in the ones that he does that.
0: Yeah, was this was this the first movie he did that was away from that the more the more like teenager based storylines?
1: Well, no, I I think the first one that he did, uh, or at least the first one I'm aware of that he did, Mister Mom was kind of in. Oh that vein. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Was, it was like n- not as developed in those tones, but it, I I love Mr. Mom. It's one of my all time faves. Mm-hmm. I think that that movie is absurd in the best ways. But yeah, Johnny Hughes, man, he he is the dude for the holidays. I mean, you think of some of your favorite Christmas movies. I mean, he was somehow involved, like Christmas Vacation, Home Alone. Like he was he was at the centerfold of both of those. Uh-huh. What else am I thinking of? There's another one. There's another one I'm forgetting. In in terms of his movies, The Holidays. I don't know, but it's, Uh, yeah, I mean, he's,
0: he is the dude. Well, this one.
1: Yeah, this is a big one. Uncle Buck's not really a holiday movie, but it has that family vibe to it.
0: Yeah. Well, they all, well, they all certainly do.
1: Yeah. That's the other thing though, is like, I think Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is kind of like, in a lot of ways, a John Hughes Nexus movie. Mm It's like, especially in terms of casting, it's like you have the old man on the airplane was in, this and Home Alone have a lot of crossover
0: yeah, which, Home Alone
1: and Ferris Bueller, in terms of casting, have a lot of crossover.
0: Yeah, which, is that the same house in the movie?
1: It is, the, It is, in fact, the exact same house.
0: Okay, that's what I thought I was like, as I was like watching it again. I'm like, oh, oh I know what one. We're, oh my God, wow, we need to retire now. I can't believe we forgot when you were saying what? holiday movie. Christmas Vacation.
1: I just said that. You, you did? <laughs> You're not listening to me.
0: I didn't hear you say that at all. <laughs>
1: I, I said some of the best. Fe- I named I heard two, Home two Alone. movies, heard and that Home was Alone.
0: one. <laughs> I heard Home Alone.
1: <laughs> I said Christmas Vacation at Home Alone. Oh, I
0: didn't I didn't hear that. I did not hear that one. I love it. I did. I, <laughs> I seriously said two it did, movies. <laughs> it seriously didn't come through. It did not. It it didn't make its way through through the radio sphere. It it got it There's got a- lost in translation. Perfect. <laughs> Do that
1: again. I didn't see. that. Perfect. 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 I didn't get a good look at perfect it. Perfect
0: segment. <laughs> Perfect segue into the, into the movie itself. Let's, 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 yeah. let's, let's talk about, let's, let's just, let's not, let's not, maybe, just maybe. For, we'll forget what just happened. Forget, pay, a, <laughs> do not pay attention to that. Let's just. I'm thankful
1: for my ability to sometimes remember things. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to stand on a high horse. I'm pretty sure I did it last week. I forgot some musets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well in my in my defense I was trying to figure out what was the other movie you were trying to think of was it Dutch was the other one you were trying to think of Yeah
1: that is a John Hughes you're right yeah. I forgot I completely forgot that's a John Hughes movie
0: And I just don't Yeah
1: that's a that's a great one I think that that one's a real underrated underrated gem mm-hmm. Um that movie the Holdovers that just came out seems to have had a very similar plot which is why I'm kind of interested yeah. yeah it's like the the going home for the holidays the journey of going home for the holidays seems to be a hot ticket item for for John, himself. I mean, the O'Hara Airport. It seems like he just like spent a lot of time. Flying through oh the yeah, O'Hare he must airport have. in Chicago because it's like it comes up in Home Alone, it comes up in the in this in planes and trains.
0: Well, and Chicago is a popular spot in a lot of his movies. Oh yeah, Christmas Vacation again.
1: It's a it's a main middle hub of the states. Yeah, so it's a it's a common. Common place for a lot of people to end up during the holidays. But I love the way that he shoots the airport in this because he makes it look like the most bitter blizzard ever. Uh-huh. Well
0: that and so one of the first so it okay, yeah. Yeah, let's let's get into it here. So the first thing the first thing I noticed rewatching it that again I really enjoy with older movies, older films, is and I've said it a lot, is just the pacing, the the editing of the scenes or like how this movie is only only about 90 minutes long, I think, 90, 95, 94, 92, somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, somewhere in there. Which
0: is refreshing, I think, honestly. I, I, I feel like we're in an era where like a movie has to be like two and a half hours or more. And
1: that, or it's like the turnaround through the post production process is expected to be lickety split. Yeah, lickety split. And I don't think that's very conducive to a very efficiently pasted <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: no and i i think that i don't know if that's just like a, a side effect of how things are consumed now with like streaming and series and like you have all these different things much more so than when you did when this movie came out back in 80 87 87 yeah so definitely a, a different time in terms of where, where you could watch movies and when you could watch them the on-demand probably wasn't nearly as nothing like what it is now, certainly.
1: Yeah, like the home video market was still on the forefront at that time. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like a commodity thing for a lot of people up until I think, I think it was like eighty nine ninety when like the tapes started getting really accessible. So, I mean, that that wasn't really a thing yet. People were still like frequenting the theater to actually catch a movie at that
0: time. Yeah, and one of the things, like that was the first thing I noticed though, was the pacing of it. Even though the movie is only 90 minutes, and again it's not me knocking movies being two and a half hours or longer. There are many great films that are longer movies it's just i feel like it has to be warranted the story has to make sense for it yeah. and, and that even in some in some respects some series now like they'll do like six seven eight nine ten episodes a couple seasons here or there and I look I look at them now and i'm like eh that probably that that idea probably would have been better served as a one-off movie maybe yeah. maybe two hours at most and you probably would have been the form would have lent itself better to that yeah so but what I noticed immediately with this in that opening sequence where steve martin's character Anil, mm-hmm. is in the the, the boardroom whatever you want to call it with the with the,
1: with the all the other madmen yeah
0: and there's the guy do they ever give that guy's name who's looking at the
1: the who, who's ferris bueller's dad or who's like the actual like head of the company the one who's
0: the head of who's looking who never says a word in the opening scene he's staring I don't think at that the they do what i guess are going to be in the magazine ads or whatever whatever they're going to do for their marketing uh campaign yeah because like in the
1: meeting itself no words are spoken and then afterwards i think he's just i think the yeah. like the initial walking out he's something you know so many hours and like yeah
0: and then to say we'll reconvene even, like, after the holidays
1: after the holidays or something yeah. like that
0: but that just that little scene the fact that it was mostly played in silence and again that makes perfect sense because in a situation like that it's definitely something i think a lot of us have been through or be it in a boardroom or some other situation in everyday life where you're stuck in silence waiting for someone to make a decision and like just it's the decision's not happening yet or it's taking so long to happen
1: yeah Especially with the company like that. I
0: felt that in that short little scene, yeah. And I attest it to, the, obviously, the performance and the writing, but the editing as well. And it's something I just noticed immediately. I'm like, man, they do not, at least as far as I know, more mainstream stuff does not edit this way much anymore, I don't think. What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Now, everything seems to be a little bit more, a little less stylized in a lot of ways. I think some of that stuff anymore in, in certain channels is seen as hokey or dumb or not, not good, so... I think that all that comes down to taste and yeah. when you have money in the mix, it's not everybody's creative choice is the the final book, as it were. <laughs> I do love how this one is just kind of like a straight down the narrow comedy of errors. It's like, how oh, many yeah. things can we throw at these two guys to just really just screw up their <laughs> life? And it, it's funny. Be, I, I love the scene where it's, it's, it's around halfway through the movie where Adele is asked by Steve Martin what is it, what is it about me that you don't like? So it's like, they flip the script. Cause like, it's a lot of the earlier part of the film is about how Dell is annoying.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Forgive me. Oh, Neil, Neil.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you,
0: weren't I, I you weren't listening. You weren't listening to me. I just said that. I literally just, <laughs> I literally just said that.
1: So I, I do think that that moment is pretty special where, where, where they flip the script on Neil and you have to look at how he's kind of being a piece of shit and, but like Delic picks out, Oh, you touch your balls a lot. Like that's what he picks out of this. He doesn't tell him, Oh, you're kind of an asshole. You've not been real nice to me this whole time. It's like, no, you touch your balls a lot. Because he's so nice. He won't like nitpick and be mean about the thing that's like actually bothering him, which I think it's pretty great. Like there's just the round. It's so much leads into character with John Hughes, too. He he really thinks out his characters well. If we go back to Breakfast Club, I mean, I still can't believe Mm -hmm. he wrote that film in 48 hours for how well thought out those characters are. (laughs) I never
0: knew that. He wrote it in 48 hours? Really?
1: 48 hours. Isn't that insane? Breakfast Club, not and Dragons. No, no, no. But Breakfast
0: Club's too. Like
1: what? What's the? Insane to me. Are you, sure are you sure about this
0: you sure about you sure you're sure about that five minutes you, you sure about th- i this is insane yeah this is insane i never knew this shows how shows how professional i am see who's who's the hack? who's spot the hack who is it really is it brian or is it me <laughs> it's
1: probably let's probably me hang on <laughs> if we're being fair on, i'm bro. the hack <laughs>
0: Wow, yeah, no, yeah. I thought so, okay. Apparently wrote it. I mean, I can't, but yeah, that's that's definitely the the legend behind it. Those,
1: those characters, like each are so unique and well thought out. Uh-huh. It's like, just how?
0: How did you do that? It was shot in just 28 get- days too, that one. Holy
1: shit. Yeah. F- it was, You think about it. It was a singular location. Yeah. Tight knit. Not to go on a whole Breakfast Club tangent. Yeah. But, but. Just, just it. It does show how John Hughes is kind of a master and why he was so sought after for these kinds of holiday movies because I mean it was his niche. I mean I. I, I think that well thought out characters around a central like hub mm-hmm. is very conducive to like the family atmosphere and when you put that in a holiday atmosphere it's a winning combination clearly time and time again for how many times he tackled the
0: subject no and he definitely he he definitely always has that we've all been there yeah type scenario theme running through the majority of his movies his films his stories like you're never gonna necessarily find it's interesting you'll, you'd will you never find something like Lord of the Rings here or what's yeah. a alien or... But you
1: will find the best Kevin Bacon cameo of all time.
0: Oh, him in the beginning. yes, the taxi one. I totally forgot he was in it until that until the moment when he turns like oh, it's Kevin Bacon.
1: Every single time I watch it, I forget every single time I watch it that he's in there and it just makes me laugh and smile mm-hmm. every time cuz it's not I don't think it's terribly long. It's only a few years after he was in Friday the 13th.
0: Yeah. Well, this would have been after yeah. this would have been after Footloose too, no? Yeah, I think so. I think it yeah. was
1: after his his big success with, with Yeah. Footloose. Loose, so that was like after he actually reached star status.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I t- I totally forgot he was there.
1: Very very interesting cameo. And also, I mean, if we're talking cameos, I mean, you also have. But this precedes Jurassic Park. But you have Gennaro as the hotel attendant who didn't who doesn't pop up in a ton of things. But it's like every time I see him in
0: this, I'm uh-huh. like,
1: oh, I think that was Gennaro. Gennaro.
0: <laughs> 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 what but yeah, one one thing just to finish off that thought, it's not to say that I don't think that John Hughes couldn't have written a Lord of the Rings story or something in that with the with more of the fantastical elements in them that you see a lot today. But despite the this even even in spite of the fact that his stories are much more grounded, wholesomer, like everyday life that we all go through, that magical like realism is still there. That so I yeah, I, if that makes sense what I'm saying. Even I don't know sometimes when I'm I'm saying.
1: You sounded like you were getting your foot out of your mouth, but you yeah. didn't have it in there to begin with. So I don't know. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> like they both, they both have that magical quality going on, even though they're dealing with reality and complete fantasy. There is that yeah. sort of charm that they share.
1: John Hughes had a, has a way, had, has, have, is he dead? Yeah. He's dead, right?
0: Yeah. Even I know that.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. All
0: right. <laughs> okay. We shouldn't be laughing about it. Yes. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 keep that in. Keep that in. Yeah, no. Uh, I want to say I want to say he passed away 2008, 2009. A, I want to say uh, like yeah. some I want to say maybe right at the end after would have been my last year of like high school going into college. I want to say somewhere around there.
1: But um, I mean, he he knew, he knew his talents for sure and he he knew where to focus his efforts and I think he was as valued a producer in in some some respects later on in his career, which is cool. Yeah. But the few times that he helmed solely and directed this being one of them, I think he really nailed it because I mean I think he's more well known for his writing as as a, yeah. as a writer tacked onto projects, but he he did tackle a lot of other big positions in filmmaking and and nailed all of them every time. It's just like he was one of those ones that just could kind of do it all.
0: No, and that's that's tough. I mean, even then, especially now, to yeah. to not only write your own films but direct them and then be able to produce as well is and navigate that landscape, yeah, which I, is already yeah. difficult to be. There's with. very few people I would, I mean, I guess I would have to put him right up there in terms of that aspect with like Lucas or Spielberg Yeah. or more, I'm trying to think like who now, or Kubrick. Did Kubrick, Kubrick wrote some of his. Kubrick
1: was almost all the time. He, he, let me get my foot out of my mouth. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
1: Kubrick always was on the writing cr- team for his his movies, and he was notorious for scrubbing up the drafts even on the days of shooting. Yeah. The biggest one was The Shining. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he was literally handing them new pages every single day of the shoot, and a lot of people thought he was doing it intentionally <laughs> just to drive them crazy, but I do think that he was just trying to keep, keep up to speed with changes in his own mind of what he was coming out with. So uh, now that my foot's out of my mouth, mm-hmm. go ahead.
0: No, yeah, that was it. Like, but yeah, I—that's one of the things I, I was just gonna say that I do love about this film, having rewatched it. And what what I think is interesting—we were talking about it's set during Thanksgiving, which I originally had forgotten until I watched yeah. it again. Is do you think that was a, a conscious? decision to be like, you know, we don't have a Thanksgiving film or I've done Christmas films before. I, I would be curious to ask that question, like, cause there aren't many Thanksgiving movies, as we said, because you, this literally works like a Christmas film as well. It has that same structure yeah. going on with home for the holidays, but.
1: That's what I kind of like about it is it, is it could play both ways, but he chose
0: to. Do yeah, it, no, I really do that simple little detail. I really do also like. Also,
1: because we were talking Dutch and because Dutch is set around Thanksgiving yeah. as well. I think I do think that because he did it twice that it was an intentional, like it was very conscious yeah. to do
0: it. There. And and that's just a, a testament to that. Cause like, I feel like a, 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 I'll say half journeyman writer such as myself would be like, yeah, put this during Christmas or something. And then by doing that, it doesn't feel it. It loses something a little bit because how many yeah. how many Christmas movies are how, are there out there? there? Is a ton. Not many Thanksgiving.
1: We are getting a new one from Eli Roth. Have you have you seen the, the trailers for Thanksgiving by Eli Roth? I have not. That?
0: I've I have not seen the trailers yet. No, but I have seen or I've seen some of like it, maybe some of the teasers. Yeah, the promos. Like the te- yeah.
1: It's a horror-based Thanksgiving movie, and it looks totally absurd. Uh-huh. So people are definitely still experimenting with the Thanksgiving movies, at
0: least. Maybe that's, the, that's one of the things out there, is who can, who can take the, the Thanksgiving movie throne? I, I guess this one, would, I'd have to say, it probably has it at the moment.
1: Yeah, I, at least in terms of maybe it's nostalgia, maybe it's karma. We're just right. destined right, to go right. into business for ourselves. Uh, no, I, just I tell think, us what you're thinking, uh, man. <laughs> I think it might be nostalgia. I think it could be inertia, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Is th- a lot of people come back to this one on Thanksgiving, yeah. rewatch it. I, kn- I know a good few number of my friends who post it as a cover photo or whatever have you on social media and stuff, mm-hmm. bring it up, talk about it, blow it all over the place online. I know a ton of people who are still like obsessed with it around this holiday. So I think that it's one that's kind of become ingrained. But I, like I said, I don't know if that's just something with our age demographic of people who know it or if it's just something that's like kind of does kick around and given how many people watch Christmas vacation for Christmas it could very well be yeah the case
0: yeah and that's just Again, I'm just, I'm beating a dead horse here with this going over the same thing, but I just really do find the fact that you said it at Thanksgiving very interesting because like I said, if you're not, you always want to, I've always found like when you're trying to get into writing or just filmmaking, storytelling, whatever type of art, you have that sense of you want to emulate uh, something that you've seen. Like, I I don't know if you ever made, like tried to make a movie when you were real little back when we shot on videotapes. and Oh, yeah stuff like that. We would make, my cousins and I, Where they would come over for, for the summer and we would like do that as like just a fun thing. we try to make our own movies and the we would always be- Cut and tape. Oh yeah, it would have to be cut and tape in the beginning until we got some form of a video editing thing. I don't even yeah. know. I mean, it, it, it was it was essentially the dark ages compared to what you can do now. I mean, this was- it absolutely is. Just, you can
1: get it right on your phone now if you really want to. And no, it, 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 I
0: would have to it. say it would almost be the equivalent of Star Trek showing up in the middle of the the medieval battle or something. I just Ooh.
1: picture like Terry Gilli Terry Terry Jones in Holy Grail when he's the woman in the field. Yes. Yeah, that that was that was how I was editing. <laughs> it was just beating the ground with a stick and screaming at the king. That's how I was editing back in the, back
0: in the day. No, but it's, it's so true. That was how that was how you did it. But yeah. Oh, God. Where was I going with that? What were we talking about? Where was I going with this that? This is a very right?
1: mentally devoid episode, this and is, I'm very in for it.
0: This is perfect, because we're, we're emulating the characters so much. No. Oh, yeah. It's like me and you sitting on the-
1: I got it. I got it.
0: I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs>
1: well, now I got to make you forget it. <laughs> no. Because that's no fun if we remember it. No,
0: I got it. I got this now. So, yeah. No, it was just to put the little button on my point there that- you tend to like want to emulate something you've seen or copy it and you're not trying to do it yeah. in a in a mean way or try to steal away you're just doing or it in a malicious way. Yeah, malicious way. Thank you. It's a heartfelt thing knowing that oh, I really love this particular thing. Let's I want to make my version of it. And it's not yeah. until you start to get more into the process and if you take it seriously enough then you start to that's where they say like developing your own voice or style eventually will come from is then you start to be like, okay, I got to make my own thing now. I can't just make my planes, trains, and automobiles and call it, I don't know, twitter
1: ubers ubers U- Uber. ubers, t- ubers
0: tiktoks and instagram yeah ubers tiktoks <laughs> and instagrams or whatever you have to find it, it it forces you to then eventually start looking at the world around you and then creating your own original story and a lesser writer or a newer writer would probably say oh this could make a good christmas movie story and it would it absolutely would because it shares that similar structure but i i really think that little detail of thanksgiving is very significant in it That's that's it. I want to yeah. say. I'm done.
1: I think the, I I was looking at this while I was rewatching it, like very much cross analyzing it with Home Alone because I noticed so many similarities. But I was like, they're kind of the inverse of one another. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, Neil is just spending the whole movie trying desperately to get home for the holidays. Kevin did the exact opposite. He stayed home when he didn't want to. (laughs) He stayed, he he, he spends the whole movie trying to get back to his family who are not at home. So it's like, there's parallels, but like some like differences But like the ways that it like crosses itself, crosses themselves in their pathways, I think are where it's real interesting. And like I said before, like the casting that I feel that planes, trains and automobiles is almost like a nexus of John Hughes casting. Oh, yeah. It's like you see so many people pop up from other things. This is what's her name? He plays the secretary in Ferris Bueller. She's. A gem.
0: Oh, yeah. No, agreed. This is definitely one of the first things I could point to in terms of universe. Like, I feel like all these films, I would have, like, even even ones with the actors playing John Candy shows up in tons of John Hughes films. I
1: And speaking of which, in uh, Home Alone, they shot him out in one day for all his stuff.
0: They did? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, one day. That was all he had in his schedule, and he's like, all right, let's go. They did one, it that's, one day. Shot all his see, stuff.
0: See, that would be like, man, if, if we could talk to him, I'd be like, how do you... how how, how do you just the logistics of trying to shoot something that efficiently that quickly how do you the the nuts and bolts of making something is always tough to find to get someone to explain to you which can be if you ever do find someone that's a a valuable asset but yeah damn it god damn it you made me lose it again
1: what did i do what you talked (laughs) i'm just like dane i'm like dane cook in the corner (laughs) from waiting the did i do to you you, man you
0: just (laughs) talked again yeah son of a all right well anyway continue with what you were saying well this one's this one's a wash Oh, no, I was just... No, there it is. There it is. I got it. I got it. I got it back. I was just going to say, this is... These movies, all of them, despite the actors playing different, similar roles throughout, definitely is like a progenitor in terms of the whole universe thing that we see now. It's like, oh, it's all happening in the same universe. I can definitely see these stories all taking place in the same world. I mean, they do take place in the same world, but you know what I mean? Like, You could easily cross these over if you wanted to. I'm not suggesting that needs to be done, but that I think is one thing that is great about how you can watch one of Hughes's movies and be like, yep, that's that's a John Hughes movie,
1: and I think that that's a testament to. I think that anytime that happens with any creator, that's a testament to their unified style, their unified tones that they use. When you go to one of their movies, you know what you're getting in for, and I think that that plays to a very successful creator. Yes, I would. I would. <laughs>
0: Look, I don't want to be rude, but you're full of shit. no. <laughs>
1: Well, we know that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, one thing I enjoy too, particularly about planes, trains, and automobiles, is the simplicity of, you had mentioned when you were talking about the parallels between this and home alone is just that sense of wanting to go home. Like how many times do we talk about, okay, you need to set up a goal for your character. They need to have a want, a need, whatever, Mm -hmm. because you got to create that empathy. What, what, so quickly, right off the bat, we see Neil, Steve Martin's character in the beginning, like in that boardroom, he's looking at the watch. He signals kind of to his coworker across the table. Hey, I got to... I got to go somewhere. He looks at the plane ticket. I, I have a, I'm going to be late. I'm going to miss it. He just needs to yeah. get home in time. For the holiday that concept of just wanting to go home is I think a great spark of a story a great need goal that you can give your character then the originality can come in with like okay how do you how do you tell that story what are you going to bring to it what characters are you going to have populate the world that you create around the spine the simple journey of going from a to b that that travel log story yeah there's another one
1: have you ever heard the theory and this is really dark and it's like not meant to be taken seriously but it's kind of like a dark morbid take okay it's like is dell's wife in the chest <laughs> wait what because they never an- oh, they never show the- you what's inside oh his
0: his his crate his, his, his yeah that and he, it's, that, it's apparently that so Neil. heavy
1: that it's cause it's causing causing a big problem for the two of them the whole time because it's so heavy it's like oh what's in it <laughs> and then that raised the question is her dead
0: body in it, it <laughs> I've never thought I've is this like a thing? Is there like a is there like a ongoing thread?
1: It, yeah, there are there are like threads and theories out there on this.
0: I've never I
1: I, I think it's one of those things that just like fun to talk about and fun uh-huh. to speculate, but not to be taken seriously yeah, in no. any way. I, <sighs> but it's just like, huh, that is kind of like an interesting oversight yeah. from, the, from the
0: script. <laughs> like, that is true that, that's that that's they never... That like way. He does. He never goes in it, too. I'm trying... Now, even having just...
1: I, I went back when I was watching through it this time. I I was looking specifically for this, and they do not ever show you once what's in
0: there. He doesn't even allude to anything, sort of hints, doesn't he, John Candy.
1: Yeah, there's no kind of hint as to what's in there, but I think like the the actual like insinuation is it's all his earthly possessions that he has with him. So that's why it's so heavy, but. But like, it's still, oh, yeah. Fun, I mean, and it makes funny sense to think about it. Yeah, him
0: being not having any place to go at the moment, it would make sense that he would carry. But yeah, that is. Well, even even the the small detail. He's a he's a shower curtain ring. Shower curtain ring. Yeah. Not even a shower curtain. It's the rings <laughs> you sell.
1: Yeah. The the scene where he's selling them all to the to the women is eerie. Uh-huh. It kills me. It's so funny because <laughs> it's such a, it's such a staple to a, a bygone era. It's like you can't get away with that now. Everybody be on their phone.
0: Like, oh no, there and that's one thing. too. Too. that's another detail I loved, him being a he's a salesman but he's a you take that one next thing you kind of give it that little twist he's a curtain ring salesman yeah Yeah, i love how he pull on the plane he pulls out his 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 little badge that has like (laughs) all the things it made me think of the seinfeld scene when they're getting the shower heads out of the back of the truck
1: there were a couple things in in this that reminded me heavily of seinfeld Mm -hmm. i can't i can't remember what the other ones were i should have written them but But there were there were there were a few
0: it has that similar humor sometimes i just i just found little details like that can help drive your story and make it Make it better.
1: Also, Dylan Baker's character in this—I forgot about that—and it just destroyed me this time around. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. Where he's just like he's, he's like sucking the air through his nose, <laughs> like that. I can't. I could. I could not deal with it. And him like talking about how his wife is just like she, she's small but she's strong. <laughs> and we just talked about him recently for for Trick or Treat, just a few yeah. weeks back here. And I just. I was like damn this dude can act like mm-hmm. he just can do he's done like the hard drama roles he has done the most absurd of comedies and he's done things that are in between like trick-or-treats so it's just like I, I I love that dude's range he can just kind of do anything he was he was also uh in Spider-Man
0: he's in Spider-Man the the, the first one yeah With-
1: he played the second the second one he plays the professor oh yeah the same oh, character yeah, yeah, yeah. who in the other ones turns into the lizard but yeah he but
0: they never the did it in that either. yeah that's right that's right I forgot he was in that yep
1: yeah so it's yeah he, he's a he's a he's a dude who can do a Life. Yeah, no, absolutely. And very, very aptly cast for that ridiculous role.
0: As we've been sitting here talking, I'm, uh, like, uh, I'll just say it again. This has more in common with Lord of the Rings than you think. Like once again, it's that it's that.
1: All right, let's go down this spiral. Yes. I want to. I want to know specifics here.
0: Well, I'm just talking like structure of the story. It's it's a travel log, and
1: they're the hobbits taking the ring. Yeah, to he's, destroy. He's, it. A,
0: he's a curtain ring salesman. <gasps> he here he is. Whether you think that Neil has the burden of carrying him on his journey home.
1: Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I. All I want to say is just, like, you can't underestimate sometimes that sometimes the simplest thing can if do it well. You don't have to do—you don't have to give—you don't have to try and give a character or story—make it so uberly complex— that it falls apart. You try to do, I think I mentioned this in the last episode or a couple episodes ago, an ocean that's an inch deep. You, you do something, pick one or two things and do them well. And just that simple yeah. motivation of I want to get home for Thanksgiving, just boom, we're off. We, we're we off. We know everything we need to know. We're on. We're in. Because we've all been there. We're like, we got to get somewhere and we're late. And shit keeps happening.
1: We were talking about Seinfeld tie-ins too. I forgot that Larry Hankin was in this as well. Who plays Doobie. <laughs> <laughs> and he was also in friends and that dude just kind of he he's another home alone tie-in because he plays the cop in home alone and that's one of my favorite scenes in home alone with Larry Hankin he's just talking on the phone and he's kind of blank and in one single insert shot there's a crumb of donut on the receiver of the phone mm-hmm. and never again and it's my favorite shot in the entirety of home alone
0: <laughs> Well, and what I like, too, about it, I mentioned it before, is that relatability of planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes, I will can say I don't think I've ever necessarily been in an airport and looked across and seen someone reading the Mounted Canadian novel, yeah. which I've always like, I remember watching this when I was little, more, younger. Didn't that joke there? Like I did not get the joke there at all. Like didn't understand what was happening. I was just like Mounted Canadian. What's, what's happening. I don't understand this. Watching it again. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But you've seen those, you've had those moments where you might, you might make eye contact with someone that you're staring at across from like while you're waiting for your plane or whatever and you, or you see somebody and they're reading something and it's like what the hell are they reading it's almost like this was before have you ever seen those uh, videos now where people were like every, everyone's got to have a joke going on and like they'll go out and they'll put uh, like a fake book cover over like oh so you have anal fissures or something like that something really ridiculous just to get people's or if reaction. you have a
1: copy of ooh la la and you put a cover on it that <laughs> says the sports <laughs> Sp- almanac to the gray sports to almanac
0: get it right <laughs> God, <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> That's just one of the things that I think is another great little detail about planes, trains, and automobiles. That particular scene,
1: it is, and Dell's monologue too. Whenever they have, it, they really have it out in the hotel room the first night, and Dell's Dell's whole monologue of "You want to hurt me?" I, I, it still hits so hard. And John Candy, man, he could act like he could, he could do the slapstick humor, but also like gut your soul when he needed yeah. to.
0: Yeah. And I I always do enjoy the gentle reminders the the better side of humanity in Hughes's films. He he at least always tries to appeal to the audience to choose that route because when you look at yeah. the emotional core between Steve Martin between Neil and and Dell between Steve Martin and John Candy, whose both performances outstanding. I mean you can't you can't deny that
1: can't even deny. Yeah, it. growing up, I had a lot. I remember I was in a, a small group here who did love watching this movie over and over again. At least in my own household, but I remember everybody who would argue with me about it not about being a good holiday movie Mm -hmm. was they go they kept saying that neil's character is just a jerk and i mean yeah he is but that's part of the charm of the movie in my opinion it shows that there is that better nature even in someone who's such a jerk
0: (laughs) well yeah and i would argue that that's part of this could be sort of the King Lear type scenario that I th- I don't know if Hughes was trying to get at with this movie is uh, we how many times are you having just a bad day or you're late just and you get like road rage and you just don't yeah. want to be kind to someone you want. You just can't help it. You got all this shit going on. You you are the jerk sometimes. You're a jerk, Brian. That's what I'm telling you. No,
1: no, it's the truth. I am. <laughs>
0: No 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 I'm just I'm just I'm just teasing there. I'm
1: not even going to fight you. No, on that. no d-
0: damn it, fight me on this. I don't want I don't want the audience <laughs> to think I'm the jerk. <laughs> See? I flipped the script. <laughs> no, that's what I think is one of the main Points. I gotta I gotta have a the, thesaurus with me. <laughs> but I think that's one of the main points behind this movie and what keeps it so relevant is e especially in today's world, my God, where you're just bombarded with constant things that can make you just awful or make you put you in a bad mindset. I mean, yeah. Lord knows there was enough back then when this movie is taking place and shot. Today it's like you just look look down in your hand, open your phone, and it's like I'm sure you'll find something horrible that'll set you off.
1: You'll get an advertisement that just sets you yeah, off. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, absolutely. You'll get a reminder on the phone hey you forgot to pay your bill today two thousand dollars <laughs> coming at you anyway dollar dollar bills <laughs> but i think what at the heart of it that that relationship between their two characters that road trip that going home yes you you have every right to want to be like especially with how the big scene one of the big scenes in the hotel when they kind of have their first major major argument that sort of builds their relationship more <laughs> what is John Candy? how does he say it oh, i even let you pay for the room because I didn't want you to feel like an intruder it's
1: it's, didn't want you to feel like a freeloader Yeah. oh yeah
0: freeloader Uh, it's so it's so it's it's just so funny but like poignant and perfect because if someone said that to first of all the odds of you ever sharing a room with a complete stranger I think are, are like who are slim yeah who's who's doing that like you'd be like
1: Especially nowadays, but yeah. even as much so though. Yeah,
0: you would just be like, what the hell? No, absolutely not. <laughs> First, if that's if that stranger said literally that line, you, you would think this person is crazy. I am going to go sleep out in the lobby on the floor or go down and sleep on the couch or wherever. Or- well, I
1: do think it kind of touches, like we were saying, it kind of relates to a lot of that Seinfeld style mm-hmm. humor. Well, it's like Dell's character traits are he's cheap, for one thing, yeah. and that touches on a lot of George Costanza area humor. Absolutely. <laughs> just (laughs) By by association, so I think that like a lot of that flavor comes from there. But it's like also just like that having just this movie relies on having to deal with people. Yeah, I think that so much of Seinfeld is having Uh to deal with people.
0: The one difference though being between George's character and Dell's is Dell doesn't have a home to to go back to. Well, neither does George. Well, yes, (laughs) he does, and that's through his own. But okay, true. (laughs) (laughs) He's got an apartment. Hey, hey, (laughs) he put out two. He shouldn't have... My name is George. (laughs) He put out two. two. Why did I put out two? Why did I put out two? (laughs) He should have went with Evens. But yes, I think that's what I really think is the staying power of this film is that if you look at yourself, I say like the King Lear thing, this kind of holds a mirror up to you. If you can see yourself, I know we're not all marketing executive agents or whatever, but if you can see yourself as... Steve Martin's character, Neil, it's so easy and justifiably so to be a jerk in every day. And you could come off as a jerk, even though you're not necessarily trying to be to other people and strangers that you see just walking by or, or I mean, God, how many times do people feel the need to troll on the Internet or, or comment now that they're yeah. uh, it's so easy to go down that road and many times it like i said you can you would not be wrong into doing so certainly if someone like twisted it and gaslight you into thinking that you paying for the room was out of the kindness of their heart you'd yeah. be like what the hell are you talking about he'd probably i know i'd probably lose my shit. but through all that at the end with neil allowing dell or inviting him to come for thanksgiving dinner i think that's po- that's pointing in the sense of like Hugh he saying, "Hey." Choose if you can it's harder to, I know it's a harder choice, but choose that better option of being kind to someone else because every every character has a story you just might not know what it is, and you have to listen like john candy says i'm I'm a listener, so that's that right there is touching yeah. at the heart of not just planes trains and automobiles but a lot of John Hughes's work
1: yeah, I would agree I, I think that's I lost my.
0: sucks doesn't it
1: it does suck and i hate it
0: (laughs) you you interesting reaction (laughs) what
1: interesting reaction what does it mean? another opt november movie
0: (laughs) yeah that's one yeah that like i don't know where that one technically ever falls but yes you could say that's maybe a thanksgiving movie no because it's kind
1: of just like i think it's like a it's it's just an everything between Halloween mm-hmm. and Christmas movie. It's like the whole shebang. Yeah. And I think that's the genius of that movie. Yeah.
0: But anyway, we're not talking about that movie. So have they, first of all, have they ever thought about remaking this? Has this ever worked its way through... Not to my knowledge,
1: but it wouldn't surprise me. I know that there was a push at one point to go after a lot of John Hughes movies, but I think think that they quickly realized that they didn't have the mojo. Because I
0: know Home Alone has been remade and made again countless times now.
1: Oh, that... Well, the big remake, the one that they did for Disney Plus. Yeah.
0: Maybe that was when they were like, yeah, we got to put the kibosh on this one. So the reason I ask that, whether or not they're true or rumors, whatever, if you did remake it today, could you even... Because I'm thinking or would, you'd have to really, I think, restructure or try and because it would be so much harder for me to buy not being able to get there sufficiently. with the fact that like, I mean, you can literally check on your phone right now and watch a plane flying in real time where it is at any moment get over the globe. You can get Ubers. Yeah. You can get hotels. It's, it's kind
1: of, you kind of can't make this movie now because it's just, there's too many conveniences. Yeah, the convenience is problems. like some of the
0: problems that he runs into, Neil and, and Dell as they're going through this little journey home, that you wouldn't, you wouldn't, I don't know, it wouldn't be as difficult, I think. And credit, yes, some of the incidences that they're running into is a little bit more exaggerated for the sake of the drama. Absolutely. I'm not saying that that's, we all go through the same thing that they do even back in the 80s. But if you did it today... Yeah. I don't know what. Oh, certainly a lot would have to change. I'm sure you could still do it. I mean, you would have to, though, you'd have to get rid of someone's cell phone. I think that would be the first thing. They'd have to lose their cell phone. Yeah. Much how like they get the guy comes in and takes their their money in the, the hotel room or the credit cards. I think, isn't it like Dell when he uses the credit card to rent the car before it like burns up? He uses Neil's credit card or something. But then well, the credit like cards, when, yeah, when, they get burnt up, too, don't they? The,
1: it's actually, we were talking about the, the slick edit for this. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I, I hadn't caught this before, but it's whenever they go to pay for the room, it's actually the guy who's charging the cards that causes the slip up because he actually flips the cards and puts Dell's card in first when he already had Neil's that's in machine. A, yeah, machine. Yeah. He he switches it and changes to do Dell's first, but then he puts it on the on the table. But Neil grabs it thinking that's his and doesn't mm-hmm. think anything of it. But it's like the edit is real clever because they make that very apparent. Yeah.
0: So yeah, you'd have to you'd have to do something with first the cell phones have to go i think if you were going to do this
1: i yeah you you, because otherwise i'll just just get an uber yeah i feel like the cell
0: phone is just too that's the that's one of the big tools that just solves a lot of the issues that these characters run into not all of them you could still do it with a cell phone i think but i think that would enough so
1: that it wouldn't be such a comedy of errors. yeah
0: that comedy of errors would be much more difficult to pull off in it it was it was just interesting to watch and be like seeing cordless phones again and like pay phones it's like wow that that's it's just it's like it's it feel it feels like almost a fantasy world in some respects
1: yeah it's like a, i i'm Hard pressed to even remember those those times. Honestly, it's been so long. I know
0: it's it's one of those like you think about it, and you're like that definitely happened. I remember it, but yeah, it's been a while now. It's like I I don't even know where I would go without my phone. I mean, it's constantly on me.
1: Yeah, I feel weird if I lose it. So, so and
0: I and I guess that once again harkens back to the the heart of the movie, the relationship between Neil and Dell. Dell, who definitely is someone who is a chatterbox. But the, just that listening and having a real interaction, listening to those stories, that you never know where, who you might who you might meet or find out there.
1: Yeah, and I think th- by the same token, I feel like the ease and convenience of not having a lot of these problems, it's like you never would have made a friend like Dell.
0: <laughs> no, you yeah, I've
1: paid him a second thought. It's like we're living in a very different world.
0: No, exactly. Yeah, can we can we talk about one of my favorite little bits in the? No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> well the scene where neil essentially gets punched in the face in the yes. face yeah like i wouldn't mean to be rude but i just like i has that i i feel like that's a scene if like it's become i i want i here here's like i, I guess this is a my somewhat warning to society in some respect i've noticed a lot lately where things become more known for their memes than they do the actual oh, yeah. th- I mean, thing that they've come from. I think I've right probably now. mentioned this before. Yeah, uh, we're living
1: in meme culture. It, it's
0: <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm glad that at least okay, it's still surviving in some respect or form. But,
1: but it's like a lot of the times like the the intent and the yes, context is, is, of the situation are vastly lost.
0: Of, and this, no, this scene is one that I, I see it around in, in, the, in the meme culture and I'm like, it, it it definitely is funny, and but I feel like if you don't watch the whole movie, you lose. It's not as rich. I I don't I've, I don't feel that it is as rich.
1: Yeah, I think that that that's kind of the danger of meme culture. Yeah. Is like a lot of the intent and context of things tends to get scrubbed out of culture a little bit. Which is not a good thing. No,
0: like one that always comes to mind is, Are You Not Entertained? There's another, (laughs) there's another movie about going home that was centered on that. We're talking about going home movies here today. Travel Logs.
1: Yeah, that, I hear- The classic going home holiday (laughs) movie, Gladiator. (laughs)
0: Gladiator. (laughs) Uh, Would you- Is Maximus Decimus? Okay, he's not Batman. What the hell? But
1: but then it's then it just cuts back to
0: Dell. <laughs> oh, you could do a super cut between Max. Oh, that would be God, such. Be good. Planes- if we're
1: talking about memes, here we go. Like-
0: planes, trains, and and legions, or planes, trains, and horse carriages, or something <laughs> that would be amazing. Like
1: planes, trains, and barbarians. barbarians. There
0: you go. They're stuck in in Germania in the early, in the in 100 AD, and they got to get back for Saturnalia. <laughs> Anyway, just what I was going to say, like when they, I'll hear that a lot. Like, are you not entertained? And people are doing it to, as in like a boastful way in the sense of, or to make, to be funny or or jovial. But if you go look at the actual scene, that's, he's mocking them. Max, Russell Crowe's character. He's mocking them by doing that. I mean, he literally throws a sword and could probably kill somebody in the crowd. He barely misses, but it's meant as a mockery to them. Like how horrible are you people to get?
1: He left the pit just to mock (laughs) us.
0: But yeah, no, that the scene though made me think of that. A great scene when he's up there at towards the end. He's at the end of his rope, Neil. And it's just just something I thought about when I was watching it. So I highly encourage to rewatch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles if you Especially can. Especially for this season. Yeah.
1: It's it's a it's a great flick. I think it's one that's deserving of some resurgence. And I think given John Hughes' intrinsic nature mm-hmm. of just getting the holidays right. I think this one is kind of deserving of uh, a Thanksgiving yes. kingship, if you were.
0: Yeah, no, I would, I would too, and especially I'm gonna try maybe make it more, try to watch it more often, maybe around Thanksgiving. Given that I, it's hard to pinpoint or pick out a Thanksgiving movie,
1: it is. I mean, I, this and Dutch come to mind. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's just that that John Hughes holiday vibe that gets those both in there so much. But I I think of Christmas Vacation, which was also a John Hughes tie in. I that's that's one I watch pretty much every year because mm-hmm. it's just that good. Yeah, no same. So
0: I don't it would know. I don't
1: I don't know. It's it, it's something about that John Hughes style yes. something about the like you said the going home for the holidays that it just it hits, it hits the cord and it's it's good around the season.
0: No, absolutely. And just remember if you find yourself Friday night sleeping in bed and you're not sure where your hand is, you think it's between two pillows. But <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: not sure where you were going with that. <laughs>
0: I didn't know how else to s- squeak that one in there. Oh, it squeaked. <laughs> John Hughes had a
1: has a way had has have is he dead? He's yeah, dead, right? Yeah,
0: even I know that. <laughs>